Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cody Del Mendo at the end. Our special guest, Mr. Jordan Burnfield from WGN Radio. Ryan Herrera, I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. Uh, Cubs with an off day as they get ready for the last week before the All-Star game. Um, Jordan was nice enough to come in today. Certainly know him from Cubs broadcast, you know him from WGN Radio, you know him from college basketball in the area. Cody's excited because I said Jordan was coming in, and he was like, oh, I'm getting my Jordans on, I got to get ready. And he went out and bought another pair of Jordans, and I was like, no, Jordan Burnfield, Cody. Mm. And uh, so we, Slightly less famous Jordan. <laughs> slightly less famous Jordan. They just slightly. stepped down. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, you got to, I was going to set you up with this to start the show. I know you watch some of our shows, but... You need to know that vibe is a very important thing that we mm-hmm. talk about here. It's always a vibe. This is a vibe. So we need to know what your vibe is coming in, what your vibe used to be, what the vibe could be. It's always a vibe. What is your vibe? My vibe right now with regard to the Cubs <laughs> is that like I'm really not that mad about what's going on. Really? I, I feel like I was telling the guys before the show, I sort of feel like I'm Peter Gibbons from Office Space after the <laughs> occupational <laughs> hypnotherapist keels over and it's like, since they won the World Series, like this kind of season would have wrecked me in the past. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, like they're rebuilding. And if they're smart, this won't be a five-year rebuild. So I'm not going to get angry about like random games where they stink because they have a bad team. You know what I mean? Like this, there, are, there are bigger fish to fry here. Yeah. And yeah. I would rather look at some of the micro things like how Seiya Suzuki is performing whether Nico Horner is somebody for the future, like things like that yeah, yeah. are what drive me as a Cubs fan right now. And not like, oh, they blew another lead where they were up eight to three in the third. <laughs> inning. Like, why should I be mad at that? This team is bad. Yeah, I think that's where we've been all year is kind of like, yeah. and I know Cody gets a little more pissed than everyone else about <laughs> losses, but I mean, it's, it's always been the what Luke likes to call exploring this year. So it's like. <laughs> A, lo- a win and a loss doesn't ultimately well, matter. Like, the, the the process of Keegan Thompson becoming a starter yeah. and a rotation piece or Justin Steele finding his own, that's what matters. So, if, you know, because what, Steele was like one and six for like the first two months, it's like the win-loss didn't matter. Just was he was he pitching well? That was what really mattered. And so, like like you said, it's like that's what Cubs fans should be looking at instead of just getting mad that, yeah, that they blew another 8-3 lead because he kind of figured that was going to happen. Like, I'm seasoned in Cubs losing. I'm used to this. <laughs> yeah, you have a lifetime okay? of it. Yes, and I mean, Luke and I were in clubhouses after games where they had teams designed to lose 100 games. Like, yeah. I have watched Donnie Murphy play more games at shortstop <laughs> than any of us would care to admit. Okay, so, like, this season is bad. But I do think that within the bad, there are things – that looking ahead yep. could actually be parts of a team that won't be bad and not five years from now, but maybe two years from now. So like I look at it as in 2012, this was a complete rebuild fire sale. They were, they made it clear. They wanted to be the worst team in the sports. So they could get the number one pick this year. They sort of botched the PR of it, but they could still wind up with a top five <laughs> draft pick and not stink next year. If they want to be better. Yeah. Right. First off, welcome, Jordan. Thank, Thank you. you. You're 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 getting you're you're getting a full taste of me today. So, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, yes, I definitely have gotten more angry than Luke and Ryan. That's for sure. Except, I think we were all very angry when they lost nineteen to five, and I went on a giant rant 
But that was I was angry because I was there and it was hot. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah. it yeah. was like four well, hours. And I'm like, what is going on? But uh, I, I would say that my expectations aren't like what they've been the last five, six years. But I do think that the team is better than what their record shows. And like, that's what makes me mad. And yeah, I know that draft pick wise, it, it's better that they're losing, right? Like, I totally get it. But also, you talk about some of the players that we've seen develop and or developing currently and stuff. And it's like, you want them to get, you want to, you want them to, to be part of, of winning as well, because it helps build them up to the next grade team, right? And again, I, it shouldn't, to me, it should, there sh- it shouldn't be like the first rebuild when Theo and Jed came in. I, this year should be this year and next year. Like, in my opinion, they, they should at least be in the, the race for a division. They have the resources. And honestly, they have a better farm system even yeah. now than they did in 2012. And they have plenty of pay- payroll flexibility. And the thing that honestly is what really makes me mad most of the time is that yeah, you, I think we all could sit here at the end of the offseason and say, man, if, if they got one more pitcher or if they got one more – a power lefty bat if they had done both of those things and it doesn't even matter if that's like a, a high-end free agent or not but just something there I feel like if this team was as bad even with all that then I would just be like whatever but the fact that the fact that they didn't it it bothers me the most because then it's because it feels like they just just didn't care and that's that's why that's why I get angry and like that's why I feel bad for season ticket holders Spent all that money after Jed told told us all that the team was going to be competitive, and we're a bottom six, seven team in the league, yeah. and a big market and stuff like that's that's the stuff that bothers me the most. Yeah, watching them blow an eight to three lead yesterday was kind of whatever, especially since I didn't watch yesterday's game. But you know, <laughs> like it's 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 little things like when when you already have that scenario that I just described, and then you blow leads like that all the time, it's just it gets infuriating. No matter what the expectations are that for me at least i understand yeah. where you're at and I, honestly yeah. i wish i could be like that that way i could just get over it but <laughs> yeah. like so, it's, i'm just like it's hard for me to do that well here here's why i think i am where i am because <laughs> i think that a lot of the anger that cub fans have this year and i get it i mean they shouldn't be this bad right and they shouldn't have to rebuild right but mm-hmm. the reason that they're bad and the reason they're rebuilding is because of a couple of things and i think that the organization has had more of a PR problem in explaining this to people. And that's why people are so angry about this. They just haven't developed enough talent consistently to avoid rebuilding. You rebuild, whether you're a big market team or a small market team in today's game, because you don't have the talent in your system. And anyone that says, oh, the Cubs should have spent $400 million on all these free agents, that doesn't typically work. No. And right. the people that say, and I'm not defending the Ricketts family here, mm. but people that are saying, oh, the Ricketts won't spend money. They will spend money when they think it's worth spending money. They spent it on Zobris. Yeah. They spent it on Hayward. They've spent it on guys when they felt it was worth doing. Now, if you want to argue that they should have spent money on some of the guys that they traded, that's a different conversation. Mm. But the real problem with the Cubs, and I think that the reason why we, why we should feel angry is because – they didn't develop enough talent. Like Ian Happ being an all-star, when I heard that news yesterday, guys, this is what I thought. I thought, you know, this is like the last guy from the previous yep. regime mm-hmm. who it took longer than we expected it to, but he became an all-star. Like that's yeah. a guy that they drafted and developed, and he's had a rocky road through it, and he said it was a wild ride. But you know what? He's an all-star now. Yeah. So if there were more of those guys or they didn't trade them for Jose Quintana in 2017, <laughs> the uh. point is – you. <laughs> I get why they did it. That's a different conversation. Yeah. But you'd be in a better spot. Yeah. So that's where the anger should be directed, in my but, opinion. And I, I also, th- I was gonna say, I also think it's just like when they were winning, you didn't really realize that the talent and the minor league level just was like right, just going by the way. Like as Chris Bryant or Schwarber or Contreras started coming up, like it wasn't getting replenished, and the ta- like I, because they kept telling yeah. you the whole time. You don't have to worry about our system because all the talent's on the major yeah, league level. How yeah. many times do we hear that? Yeah. From wow. Theo, from Jed, yeah. from all these well, guys. And you weren't you concerned worry. about it's watching all the major it. league exactly. level. You weren't watching it because they were good at the major league exactly. level. Right. Exactly. So nobody cared who was at double A at the time. Didn't matter. Exactly. And so now this is like, if we want to be mad that they stink now, 
That's why they stink <laughs> now. And like, if you want them to go sign free agents in the offseason, I think they should. I don't think it should take five years for them to rebuild. And I think that for those people that were angry that they didn't yeah. sign Carlos Correa, like, I can be here for that argument because that would help them build a better team going forward. But yeah. like, if we're talking about in 2022, why are they bad? It's because they didn't tell us they were going to be bad when we should have seen it coming. They should have just said, if everything goes well, we might win 77 games. Yeah. But if we don't, we're going to blow this thing up and we're going to get a top five pick and we're going to be better next year. And I think that it would have sat better for Cubs fans than this does. Absolutely. Well, Michael yeah. Michael just is one of the fans that comes in on our chat and he is just not buying. And he's like, oh, no. soft media, <laughs> you're defending Ricketts, nobody defend Ricketts. I will say this. I'm not defending. <laughs> I know. I, not I, defending. I 100% yeah. agree with that. Now yeah. the question becomes, they have two all-stars, which I laughed to myself as a Cubs fan today because <laughs> yeah. I thought, how could this team have more all-stars than a White Sox team that's trying to win the World Series when they start the season? They're a tanking team trying to finish in the bottom six, and they have more all-stars than the team that is allegedly loaded on the other side of town and still in third place. That has to make somebody feel a little bit better. It made me feel a little bit better about the situation. The problem is they might trade both of those yeah. all-stars. <laughs> they, they may end up with less all-stars this year than the White Sox just That's solely right. because they of might have They might have zero in three weeks. But yeah. buy those jerseys now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what if they – okay, so – you still can. You're, yeah. we're, you're saying it was good that they didn't spend the money on Javi, KB, Rizzo, like big money free agency on long-term contracts. I get that. But should they continue to tear it down in three weeks by trading a guy like Hap, who is now proven the first half of this season, the second half of last season? Uh, Ryan put out a great stat on Twitter yesterday about where he was July 10th last year compared to where he is July 10th this year. And it's shocking and really impressive the way Hap has turned his career back around. You know, we heard all that stuff from... Um, uh, uh, Elmora the other day complaining about the Cubs didn't do this and this. Listen, the same stuff happened to Ian Happ. All of it happened to Ian Happ, and he's turned himself into a guy that I personally thought they were just going to DFA and let go away and has turned himself into an all-star. Impressive, but now what if they trade him yeah. because he's only got a year left, and as far as I know, there haven't been any talks of extending him. Yeah, well, yeah. and then I, I, I wrote about it earlier this morning, too. It's like, had Ian Happ not had the last two months that he did last year, like there was a lot of talk that he was going to get non-tendered, like Schwarber right, did the year yeah. before. I'm right. like, like so it was really he bought him those two months, bought himself a year, to, another prove it year, really. And he's an all-star now. He, so far, he's proved it, and now, now it's like he proved it. And then the expectation is the Cubs are going to go ahead and trade him when his value is at its best. I'm like, you know, and I, maybe you know, this is all like rough. benefit of hindsight. How good would Kyle Schwarber have looked? Oh, man. Oh, don't, get don't, get don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. That's later league. in the show. Well, that's my beef. Don't get me started, man. <laughs> I know. I, I don't want to push the buttons here. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> don't get me started, but that, That's, again, why we're here where we are, right? Yeah. Because they made the choice to not re-sign him because, well, defense and, you know, we don't he know what we can hit, project. Oh, he and hit blah, blah, sub blah, blah, 200 blah. in a yeah. 60 game season. Right, to like, get Jock Peterson, who they then flipped. Yep. And and now, of course, he's having an all-star season. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Correct. So would you, would, <laughs> yeah. We know they're not keeping Wilson Contreras. Do you think that Hap being, being an all-star now makes it possibly more likely that they would keep Hap just because they have to save some face? Could they possibly trade their only two all-stars? Well, like, this is, this is where Jed Hoyer makes his money, right? Like, they are in a tough spot here. I mean, everyone says it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to trade Contreras, and I would bet that they're going to. But it's hard to find all-star catchers. They don't yeah. grow on trees, and this guy is a three-time all-star. Now, I have specific beefs with Wilson Contreras, and I did even when they were winning, because sometimes he's over-aggressive and it costs them. But in my view, the net value of Wilson Contreras is much greater than sometimes we give it credit for. Yeah. And if we're going to if we're going to sit here and say the Cubs are going to trade Wilson Contreras, they better get a heck of a haul for him. And when it comes to Ian Happ, he has developed into this kind of player that you would like to have yeah. to mentor some of these young players. And you said it before, Cody. I think it's a great point. Part of the tough part of rebuilding is finding sort of those players that help the guys along to mm -hmm. start winning, right? And so, like, 
if you don't have any of them, then it's pretty yeah. hard to rebuild with nothing. The Cubs in the last rebuild kind of brought these guys all along together, but it took some of those veterans to help them get yeah. over the next step. So they can go sign whoever they want in the offseason. But I think Ian Happ is a good bridge guy. Now, having said that, if they get bowled over and there's some incredible trade out there to be had, okay, fine. But apart from that, I would think Happ is a guy that you'd want to keep around. Okay, mm-hmm. let's, so let's assume that they don't get bowled over with some deal because <clears throat> – I would agree, you know, if somebody offers them their top two prospects in their organization, it might be a slightly different story. I'd look at it differently. But if it's just going to be two guys that you don't know about that are 18 years old, what is Ian Happ worth? Like, what are you going to have to offer him to convince him to sign that deal now? Because if you let him get to that point that Wilson Contreras is at next year, this year, next year, you Mm -hmm. follow me here? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What? It's too dangerous. You're not going to get as much for Hap then as you would now, and it'd be pointless. Like so, yeah. so what do you have to offer him now to say, you know what, Ian? This is your. I know this is your one shot. We know you're a smart guy. It's your one shot at free agency. Your big money free agency. You've proved that you're a pretty good player. You're not. You can say all star now. So what do you have to offer him now to take that deal so he doesn't? push free agency and and that forces your hand to trade him can they put a connect roasters on gallagher way and (laughs) you know like have a live studio for his podcast and i don't know like i i don't know what he's really worth that's the problem right like has he done enough well somebody who on the chat just said four for 40 million yeah somebody in the chat oh austin Austin says i'd offer half four years 40 million i don't think that's enough i don't think i don't think think it'd cut it like no. I'd offer it to him too, but I don't think he'd take it. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, if you want to go that far, like you offer him four, four million dollars for four years and hope he takes it, right? But he's not like that's that's. I think that's even an underpay in itself. Forty million for four years. For, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not an underpay in the sense that like he's so like much more value. At, you know, his market value is so much higher. It's just that when you offer forty million, like ten years over, you know, ten million a year for four years, it's like I don't see Ian Happ taking You'd that have deal. You'd to offer him twenty million, especially dollars especially a year. off a Easy. year. Off a year like this, where he's playing at an all-star level for the first time, he's his value is at its highest it's ever been, and then I, that seems like I, I don't I don't even like using the word lowball on it because again, like you said, like you really don't know what what Hap's value is until he kind of hits the market, right? right. But it, it, it just seems like a, a what, deal that a guy playing at his peak value isn't going to try to take. What's tough about Hap is we can even though he's an all-star this year, we can still sit here and say that. There hasn't been consistency throughout his career. His best – before this year, his best season was probably his rookie year, right, when he came on the scene, had yeah. 17 homers, you yeah. know, was was a really good role player on that team that went to the NLCS. Yeah. Then 18 had a really bad sophomore year. Uh, 19 started the year in, in – yeah. uh, It's like three months in AAA. AAA. Yeah. Way too long. Albert Almora, thank you for giving me all that pain. And then <laughs> 20 – then in 2020 – for those 60 games, he was arguably the Cubs' best hitter. But then last year, first half, awful. Second half, great. But second half, does it really matter? The team had already traded everyone. You take that for what you will. And now this year, we have seen a very consistent Ian Happ. To me, it's it's hard to not at least consider the trade because, yeah, the long like over the course of his career, we haven't seen a full season outside of his rookie year where you're like, this is a guy that we want in the middle of our lineup or somewhere in the in our lineup every day. But, again, this year he's been great. He's been he, – his, his strikeout rate is significantly down compared to some previous years. He is hitting the ball all over the ballpark. He's improved as a right-handed hitter. That was, like, the big thing against him was that he couldn't hit as a right-handed hitter. His defense has improved. You so can, then, then it all comes down to context. Then, right. Cody, because, like, if we're talking about – signing Ian Happ for the long term, the context is at what point do they think they're going to be good? I think everything you're saying is right. But if you're then Jed Hoyer and you're tasked with deciding whether you're going to pay this guy, are you planning to sign a couple of guys in the offseason to make yourselves markedly better for 23? I mean, the whole thing, in my opinion, hinges on when do they think they're going to be good again? Mm -hmm. Because if you think you're going to be good again in 23 or 24, it makes sense to me to sign Ian Happ. He's 27. All the things that you mentioned. Strikeout rate is lower. He's better from the right side of the plate. His defense has gotten way better. His OPS is one of the highest it's been in his career. Okay, I'm on board for that. But if you're thinking five years from now you're going to be good, then then, then you should trade him. We know that that answer in three weeks, realistically. But signing Stroman makes no sense if you thought you're not going to compete for two years. Like, 
Well, why sign Strowman? Right. Well, yeah. to me, they signed Suzuki because they thought there was a box office value in that. Mm-hmm. Because, and there's been a couple of things that have happened over the last few years that didn't make sense. Like trading you Darvish when they traded him seemed to be a short-term money grab yeah. for lesser prospects when you could have kept him for one. But you knew you were going to trade the team away, right? Because they obviously did that. Yeah. Then I don't know why they couldn't have kept him for one more year just to see where it goes. And then if, I mean, because Darvish was on your books for multiple more years. Yeah. If this, if the, you were going to blow up the team because it warranted blowing up the team, you could have blown up the team by trading Darvish when yeah. you did. So that deal never made any sense to me. And then Suzuki and Stroman, like Suzuki, I could sort of see an argument for because if they're planning on being better next year or competitive next year, you'd want, say, Suzuki on the team. Yeah. Right. But Andy Stroman. And Hep, but you want Wilson Contreras, too. Yeah. You'd, if you're going to you compete would. next year, you better have Wilson Contreras. You, you would. Who's going to be your catcher? I mean, next year, that's the thing. Like, unless you're going to get bowled over. But the Forget one, Hap. Yeah. Like, if you want to yeah. compete next year, why would you not re-sign Wilson Contreras? And then it comes down to, do you believe, do they believe in Thompson, in Steele, in Killian, and yeah. some of these young pitchers you have? Because if we're talking about a competitive Cubs team, those guys are going to have some role on yeah, it, right? Have to, Jordan, right? you can't say competitive. That's a, that's a buzzword <laughs> around buzzword. here. That's a very big buzzword. Yeah, that's a buzzword. Uh, I'm. I'm. Right. I like this question, uh, Joe. It's a little higher up, but uh, Nicholas, how would how, said how would we rank the most valuable trade pieces on the Cubs major league roster? Mm. I think I think Wilson's probably still number one. Has David Robertson gone down after. Oh his yeah, you're week. the one that tweets yeah. every time. His trade value down. His trade value down. His trade value went down the, the last other day, two outings. Sure. The last two outings have been terrible. Yeah. He had that one in Milwaukee where he got the save. Well, he had blew the save. Yeah, but it was got the save, still ugly. And then. Yeah. You know, though, he's ripe for just going somewhere and just being nails the rest of yeah, the year. Yeah, right? that's oh, what will happen. They're going to yeah. trade him. He's going to be unbelievable for some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's like veterans like happens. that. You put him on a good team. That's okay. He's going to figure That's fine. That Roberts, I mean, in yeah. a way, Robertson's trade value hasn't really gone down because he's not going to go to a team and be their closer like he is for the Cubs. No. He'll go and yeah. be like a seventh or eighth inning guy Seven, and, man, yeah. and, and shove like, yeah. like he has all year because he won't be in the in the closer situation. Plus, closers blow games. That just happens. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, the one at Dodger Stadium was, it was bad. That, yeah. I mean, the Milwaukee one was pretty bad, too. Like He just so had who, no control whatsoever. Yeah. How do you rank him then? I – I'd still say Wilson's number one. He's got to be, right? Yeah. I'd still say he's number one. And then you kind of go with, like, what, Robertson. I don't I don't know how you – Well, Hapwood. Robertson, I think, is number one of those relievers. But then, like, Givens and Martin are right there, too. And they could be, like, you know, just put switched around with each other at some point. I Hap, guess, Hap, yeah. Hap's got to be number two. I, I, if you're I trading would probably Hap. say Hap. Hap. Well, in just, just in terms of the yeah. player. Yeah, the player like, Especially because you're getting him yeah. for another year, too. That's right. Yeah. I think Wisdom's below those relievers just because, yeah. like, those guys are, like, you know, proven, like, veteran relievers Rafael that Ortega. would be good in bullpens. Yeah. Ortega, Ortega at least can hit from both sides of the up. plate. I mean, like, he has versatility there. He's, no, he's not a switch hitter. He just hits right. He just hits right. He's freaking yeah. crazy. Yeah. 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 What, if you, what if you offered up Efros to somebody? Would he jump uh, ahead oh, of Robertson? I'm not, I'm not saying to do it or even suggesting no, they do it. I'm um, just saying if they were thinking really – Let's go get another haul. Would Efros draw you more than Robertson? Uh, a sidearm guy who's really had there's no. There's definitely more team control there. That's for sure. I I would also I think it depends on who you're trading him to because Robertson yeah. has the yeah. ex, the, the, the the veteran championship yeah. experience yeah. in a big market like New York. Where yeah. Efros is second year, you know, hasn't really had a lot of just high leverage games yeah. because the Cubs have sucked so bad since he's been up. Like you know. Forget I said it. I don't want Jed to hear this and get any ideas. Uh, <laughs> no. Cody, how about bets? You got any bets tonight, or did you have any over the weekend that you thought were impressive? Oh, uh, man. Okay, so yesterday I tweeted that you should bet every Mookie Betts prop possible. Um, <laughs> and then Mookie Betts didn't do shit yesterday, even though the Dodgers scored 11 runs. Doesn't make any sense. He, had, he scored two runs, and but he didn't have a hit. Um, long story short, Luke. I lost every bet yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> Yet he still got the new Jordans. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's Monday. We're trying to get back on the horse, man. We, we got we to gotta, we gotta change the mojo around here. Am I, am I right? Um, anyway, like I say every show, Points Bet's my favorite app. I wake up every morning. I open it up and look at all the lines. It's, it's, it's not a problem, I promise you. Um, but it's also... Great, because it's the best way to support CHGO. 
And if you download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's not it. If you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, like the one Luke is wearing, the new Skyline Hello. shirt. Hot off the press. Came, came in the mail today. Yes, that shirt. It's awesome. Arrived in Stuckyville. Yeah, baby. Uh, so <laughs> that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? If you live bet the Dodgers when they were down 8-3, to three, man, you probably got a, a ton of money back. Uh, you know, that's a good way to hedge your emotions like I do. Uh, so don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game once the game starts. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Got to tell you guys about Owen, which stands for only what you need. You heard O-W-Y-N, of it? O-W-Y-N, that's right. You heard of it, Jordan? I, I'm learning. Get on, learning get on right board. Now, I saw it at Whole Foods, yeah. uh, 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. Here's where I heard about it, Jordan. QB1, Jordan Fields, plant-based diet. Justin Fields. Justin, Field. Justin yeah. what did I say? Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Fields? Jordan Fields. Justin Fields. That's his well, brother. <laughs> his brother Jordan Fields takes yeah. it too, and you should see him. He's ripped. Yeah. Well, just uh, like Rafael Ortega is a switch hitter. We're on, we're on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Join me, Jordan, and Justin Fields and try <laughs> Owen only what you need. Uh, Cody likes it. They got vanilla. They got chocolate, strawberry. I saw cookies and cream at the store. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's good stuff. Get, get Drink your Strava in the morning and drink your Owen right. in the, after your workout. Oh, Athletic greens up. right in the middle there somewhere. Oh, yeah. You don't even yeah. need food yeah. at that point. <laughs> Who just, eats when you could just have all three of those things? <laughs> just do an IV of those three things and yeah. you'll be fine. There you go. Cody here for no more food. <laughs> Who really needs it? Uh, by the way, Jared Rex on the uh, chat. Thanks to everybody that joined the chat today. Uh, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. You know, Give us the likes, the follows, those scribes, all those things. Uh, he's got over under five and a half guys traded. Over, right? Yeah. They'll make more than... Five trades. I, I think I was at least six guys go. I was talking with someone about it maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I think I think we were like a good solid line is like six and a half because I think you could say definitely for if you for like Givens the expectations. Is gone, Robertson is gone. I think you Contreras say like expectations. It's three yeah. easy. Contreras, Givens, Robertson. Uh, Have we made the Hap. Givens and Takens away joke yet on the show? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. So I'm bringing this That's bad joke. Dad joke. Okay. Dad joke. Yeah. I'm surprised dad yeah. Luke hasn't used yeah. it, though, with yeah. all the dad jokes he has. <laughs> yeah. I think you could say the expectation is that six guys get traded with, like, a co- you know, at least one or two more. Like, uh, I could see, like, a, definitely see a, an offer being made for those guys mm-hmm. at some point. So I think six and a half is, like. I will take the under. I think it will be Contreras and the three bullpen guys, Martin, Givens, and, and Robertson. And then maybe Hap, but, like, Wisdom and Ortega. I think Ortega's would be that fourth one for sure. So then that gives you two more, and that's either Hap or Wisdom. And I I think – I want to believe that they're going to keep those two guys at least. I want to believe that. One thing I wonder, and it seems like it never happens in baseball when you think that there's going to be a big (laughs) trade deadline, then it never happens. And then when you don't think so, it's going to – be a wild one yeah but now that there's more teams that make the playoffs i would think that there's going to be more teams that would feel yeah. like i'm a michael givens away from getting that being six in that wild card yes and, right? after, so like, and after seeing what the braves did last year what oh, they yeah. were barely 500 yeah. at the deadline some team might think hey maybe we're that team you know what i mean and maybe the and they didn't even will. make they didn't even make big <laughs> yeah. deadline moves oh they i mean goodness. they traded for jock peterson my and, goodness and hey, they went 20 Soler, in a row my friend here yeah, they come right back in yeah, it right sounds back like, sounds like in brendan sounds like brendan right here <laughs> yeah uh all right it's time for i've been wanting to debut this for a little while and it, well, i'm hoping it's going to build what's your beef what is your beef i don't care what you want to complain about <laughs> 
I want to hear. <laughs> I love the logo. Beautiful. Piece of beef with a Cubs CHGO logo Beautiful. on it. Well done, Joey. Uh, you can complain about anything you want. You want to complain about the idiots that are trying to run into an elevator before you can get off the elevator? That's the biggest beef of my life, maybe. Like, those people <laughs> should be put away in Siberia somewhere and just left there. That's the worst person on the planet, the person that tries to run onto the elevator before you can get off it. That's there. For if sure. you want to make it a baseball beef, make it a baseball beef. I put it out on Twitter, and, of course, right out of the gate, we had the Ricketts. Don't spend money. The Ricketts. I knew we were going to have the Ricketts one. I figured we'd probably have Jason Hayward, but because he hasn't been playing – Maybe that subsided a little bit. You mentioned my beef that I had this weekend as I was watching, and the All-Star oh. teams were announced, and Kyle Schwarber comes across. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, and I'm thinking, you know, I would have been okay with the Cubs. First of all, of all the guys I would have brought back, Schwarber would have been on the top of the list. Even after they screwed up letting him go and not tendering him a contract, I still would have bought him back at, at the money. What did he get? Four years, $79 million. I still would have done it with the DH. A left-handed power bat in that lineup. Think how different the Cubs lineup would look with just Schwarber added as the DH. Yeah. And don't tell me, well, he wouldn't have developed into this, or Hap wouldn't have been this guy. No, no, no. Hap could have stayed in left, Suzuki could have stayed in right, and Schwarber could have been your left-handed power bat. 28 home runs. Only Aaron Judge has more home runs in all of baseball than Kyle Schwarber. I would have... I would have been angry if the Cubs got a steaming pile of garbage for Kyle Schwarber, right? Like, I would have been angry, like, oh, they got two garbage prospects. They got worse than a steaming pile of garbage. They got nothing. They just said, eh, we're good. Take it somewhere else. We're good. Of all the guys they hung on to, and we're like, again, this is not an anti-Jason Hayward all these guys they want to hang on to, whether it's financial reasons or didn't believe in them, Kyle Schwarber, the guy that came back from an ACL to like pull some miraculous appearance and contribute in the World Series on basically one leg, the guy that came back in less than a year, that's the guy they dump on and say, eh, you and Al Morrow, we're not going to attend your deals. By the way, sure, we know you might hit 30 home runs before the All-Star break. He might hit 45 home runs this year. What is it? He had he has sixty in like seven hundred and ten plate appearances since, like the start of twenty twenty one. Like it's, it's like eleven eleven or was that, no? Is that bats? Eleven at bats per home run or something like this that. Like, is it's crazy. A, this is a reason to be legitimately. There's a, look. Forget yeah. the fact that they're losing. Forget the fact that they lost four in a row to the Dodgers. They were going to lose to the Dodgers. They're trying to lose, but Kyle Schwarber was such a mistake. Just letting him walk away for nothing. If you're going to make the mistake at least get something for him. I don't care if the prospects don't work out, but if you're dumb enough to let him go, get prospects. And if that's the case and you made that mistake, then bring him back in free agency because he was available. Yeah, I, I can't I can't defend them for that one. That was really bad. I feel like more people don't. He was also our son, wasn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who didn't like, name somebody that didn't like Kyle Schwarber. The, Everybody loves. I feel like a lot of Cubs fans. They did at like the Kyle end, Schwarber. but again, we go back to like that twenty twenty season was such like just just felt fluky for very good seasons and very bad seasons. So it was like to pick that. I mean, that was the cost cutting move. Obviously, that's what you mentioned. You Darvish, like that is also why that deal happened to come after twenty twenty. But it's also like that a sixty game season. Like that's that's not even half of a I feel full like season. I spent a lot it's of time to like really judge defending it. him on social media. So many people are like this guy is a DH and that's it. And, but they have DH and, now, right? And they knew there was and they knew there was going to be a DH. Even now. when they had him, like it's not like he was the worst left fielder ever. Oh, he was a left fielder, like in the first yeah. in the first <laughs> year or two. Yeah, especially after coming off the ACL injury. Yeah, but like I felt like after he lost weight going into eighteen and nineteen, like. He was an improved left fielder, and when I say improved, it was—I don't even know if it's even average, but still was good enough. And with the offense that he brought, he did have he a great was, arm was, too. Yeah, great right guys out. A lot of people were down on him, but I also think, while that's true, I think in today's game in 2022, oh, Kyle Schwarber would be valued by all those angry oh, people yeah. way more because I think a lot of people were looking at Kyle Schwarber four years ago. And they're like, oh, the defense stinks, and he's hitting 210 and all this stuff. It's like, well, everybody hits 210. <laughs> right. So why don't we just look at OPS yeah. and look at the home run t- 
totals and look at the unique skill set yeah. that Schwarber has. And I think that we got caught sort of between like baseball is obviously suffering from this generational crisis of like how we value players now. And I yeah. think that Schwarber got swallowed alive mm-hmm. in that vortex. And so Cub fans that like forgot that they were terrible for a hundred yeah. years. And all of a sudden we're like, we're supposed to win 110 games every year. We can't have Kyle Schwarber on this team. We're too good for this. He could hit 40 home runs, yeah. but he only hits 212 for us. Like, no, like yeah. this guy clearly has a skill set. While flawed, he is a flawed player. And I still think he's a flawed player. But in today's game, he would be really, really valuable. A left-handed in bat like that. Well, imagine him DHing for the Cubs right now. Like, it's, that's what I'm saying. You'd have to play him. I, I, I wonder DH if, like, him. I mean, you can't say that you didn't know the DH was coming. Like, it, I think it was an even after 2020, it was like you knew it was going to come very soon. Yes. Whether it wasn't going to be 2021, but it was going to come to the National League within the, the next couple years. The one thing that you can look back and be like, "Yep, yeah, Ricketts told Jed, like, hey, we, we're not paying this guy or whatever. You, it's it's very hard to defend, even though they basically signed Jock Peterson right after that for basically the same yeah. amount of money. But still, like, why would you do that anyway? That makes it even dumber. So, that, like, you know, like, yeah. what? Like, it, it, there, it, it's one to me. That's the one thing you can look at and be like, Jed and Tom had to have had a conversation. Like that, and that's just my opinion. I just looked at his batting average up. He's batting two twenty two. He's going to the All Star game. Second, uh, second in the league in homers. He might hit 45 homers. Yeah. Yeah. He might hit more than 45. Yeah, I mean, I'm genuinely happy. Yeah. Yeah. What is yeah. he, like 28? From genuinely, the left side. Yeah. Genuinely, I'm happy for him. Like, I just, I think the hype for him was so high coming off 16 when he came back in the World Series and was just insane coming off that injury. And then 17 was a real big disappointment. I mean, he still hit 30 homers, but like barely hit 200. And we saw a lot of struggling and. A lot of people criticize Joe Madden for batting him in the leadoff spot, even though the Red Sox did it in the playoffs last year, and even though I'm pretty sure the Phillies have done it this year, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, he was a prisoner yeah. of expectation the right. way that Bryant, I think, was often a prisoner of expectation yeah. when he was here. I mean, Chris Bryant had an unbelievable run as a Cub, and how many of these GMs on Twitter wanted to bury Chris Bryant every single day because he wasn't Mike Trout. It's All like, right. hello, yeah, he's not Mike Trout, but he's really good. Nobody's so why Mike don't we Trout. just appreciate that he's really good? Mike Trout is a – cost you that deal. Yeah, Mike Bryant Trout is did. probably a top 30 player all time. Yeah. And to say, like, Chris Bryant should have been that is just so, so unrealistic to really expect yes. that. He was – I mean, look, three, three-time three All-Star in a Cubs uniform, four maybe, something like that, like Rookie of the Year, MVP. Like, sure, he didn't. He didn't. I don't know that he improved dramatically after that MVP season, but he was the MVP. Like, it's hard to can it's I, hard to top that. Can I give my what's what's your beef? Now? Yeah, hit me with your beef. All right, these All Star Game <laughs> unis, man, they stink. These All Star Game, like the hats are okay. I actually don't mind the hats, but like the uniforms suck. Like, I liked whenever they would just let the guys wear their team uniform or whatever. Maybe maybe they change it up a little bit, put the patch on the sleeve or whatever. No, it's like gold like you got, got the it. you got the all white gold with the in the lettering and then it's you lame. got the away with the gold lettering like, with like and it's like a gray or white jersey like th- they suck like one, the 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 MLB has once again just shot themselves in the foot uh that's all I got <laughs> I just want to get your, that off my chest you want to see your team's jersey I saw one up there that it's also for you Cody and it is Scott Crawford saying people thinking that Nico isn't the best shortstop in Chicago that's his beef <laughs> and we Cody didn't technically say that, but he pointed out that the wars were close. I pointed out that they were months ago. I pointed out that they were similar players, him and Tim Anderson, as in they both make a lot of contact and they, you know, they don't walk a lot. You don't make this argument at Bridgeport, do you? No, no, no. I haven't. I don't even really. I don't even like make the argument that Nico's better than Tim Anderson. I just said that they're very similar players, and people took that as I said that Nico's better than Tim Anderson. Me and me and Luke definitely like. Spurred that on a little more. Than, <laughs> yeah, we pulled yeah, it out sure. and gave people it a little in the bit chat were like life. yelling at me. I was and like, we, dude, I just literally said that they're similar type players. That's yeah. it. And then, you could definitely yeah. say that Nico's better defensively than Tim Anderson, though. Definitely. I mean, definitely. I mean, if you go by war, guys even say it. Oh, the Sox guys are agreeing. If you go by Nico war, Nico is the best shortstop in Chicago. If you go by war, Nico is ahead of Tim Anderson. <laughs> I just heard one of them walking by. They hey, said, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing way better than what we really expected, though. I just, am I, I allowed keep... to give a future beef? 
Sure. Right? Because I'm anticipating this beef is going to happen. Yeah, that's I know pre- it's going to happen. We call that a pre-beef. A, a pre-beef. pre-beef. Then here you go. Okay. Can we call it a cow? Jason Hayward <laughs> is going to come back from this fake injury that he currently has. Yes. And he's going to be playing every day. And I'm going to be incensed. There, if there's one thing that has bothered me in 2022, because I did say earlier in this podcast that I'm yeah. Peter Gibbons and I'm, I'm yeah. hanging loose. It's fine. They're losing. I'm, I'm used to yeah. it. Like, that is egregious. Oh, yeah. Listen. Don't he get gave the best $184 million speech in Cubs history. <laughs> Tom Ricketts would pay for it again. Yep. And if he were sitting right here and you gave him truth syrup, he would say that right now. But the, the cost is sunk. It's time to say, Jason, you're a wonderful guy. You're a clubhouse presence. You're a nice person. I've liked you even though you were bad your entire Cubs career except for 2020. Let's just, you know. 2019 was okay, too. How'd you like okay. to be a bench coach yeah, 20 the homers. rest of the year? Yes. 20 homers in 2019. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, could do, we could do player mm-hmm. coach. I don't care what, oh, just yeah. as long as he doesn't go in. Whatever it is, I, I think we have seen the last. If, if it were me, there would be no more number 22 on the field. I agree. This is it. Yes. Thank you. You say for, you're talking for everyone here, man. Like, oh, okay. Well, good. I mean, I, I feel like this would be a, a fairly popular opinion because he's stunk. <laughs> That's However, North side beef right there yeah. for everybody. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, like, when he is out there, because we know it's going to happen, and then Ross is going to have to come up with some excuse as to why he's – oh, well, you know, we, we want him in center field. We want him for – that. No. Loyalty. Goodbye. Loyalty. Jason. The loyalty they didn't show Thank Schwarber. you. We salute you. Best speech in Cubs history. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Austin. I'm with you. You got one? You got well, one say, well, that, that's something we've talked about. Is like when, when Hayward comes back, like, I think Hap, you know, Morrell's been playing a lot of center field, even though he's been kind of switching back and forth yes. now. Saya, obviously, and Rightfield. It's like Hayward, if he comes back and is starting in center field over, like, Morrell or whoever else is there, like, there's going to be a mutiny. From Cubs fans, like they, like they like worse than you saw. Does that mean Cubs Snake gets thrown on the field? Or yeah, like, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. more trash on. The I mean, field. Like, yeah. as as okay. much anger as you already saw from like Cubs Twitter and just Cubs fans in general for Hayward playing at all this season. Like, if he starts taking over at bats from Christopher Morrell, like it's going to be ten times worse. Right. It's, it should be Morrell. Ryan, it's happening. Okay. Velas- <laughs> you know, it should it's be Morrell, Velasquez, yeah. or Ortega if he's still around. One of those three, and Ortega should be the bottom of that list right. probably. Well, my yes. beef. My beef goes to kind of the jersey thing, not the all-star ones, but it's like, this is just in general. Where the hell are the powder blue jerseys, man? Why aren't the <laughs> Nike City Connect jerseys all powder blues? Like, those are, oh, yeah, I those, like I, say, I say basketball pinstripe jerseys and baseball powder blues are just like the best jerseys in sports. And you can't tell, you can't convince me otherwise. We Especially need more. Especially since they're going to LA, right? Exactly. Like we, need, we need more powder blue That's jerseys. Like, we need it. <laughs> just bring them back to baseball. Every team should have them because I think every team could somehow fix their colorway to fit that. We need it. We need it badly. I want it. I'll buy it all 30 jerseys if you ask me to because I love powder blue jerseys. This is this is a good take by you more. also because as much as I would never want to give the St. Louis Cardinals credit for anything, oh, man. their powder blues look That's really their best nice. Uniform. It might be the best uniform. No, 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 no. I can't go that far, Jordan. Let's say that with me sitting next it, to you. Listen, the, Philly, the Phillies do it well, too. It pains me. They are me, nice. But it's like when they're wearing those, I'm oh, like, man, those are nice. Those are really nice. And that's uh, when the Cardinals' yeah. devil magic is like at its highest when they got the Potter Blues on, too. Devil magic. Uh, <laughs> it's true. John's got a beef. He says it's the damn chipmunk who keeps tearing up his lawn. Sonny, that, that would drive me crazy, too. That so that's why I got crazy. rid of most of my lawn. <laughs> got it down to about 10 square feet now. Don't have to worry about the chipmunks. They're not even interested. Um, who else has got a beef on there? Justin Hard Blackouts. I'll shut up about everything else if they do that. That's a good point. <laughs> I know our friends out in Iowa have that problem. Oh, here's one from Austin. Something He says, something not talked about enough is Jed Hoyer butchering the trade of Kimbrell. Trade netted us nothing so far at the major league level. Uh, could have had some elite level prospects back. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Hey, it's your beef, man. If that's how you feel, I'm okay with it. I still think wait and see what Cody Hoyer's like and give Madrigal a little bit of time. Like, I'm not sure he was even the key piece. I really think that Hoyer could be your closer next year. You just don't know. Yeah. He also may have traded for him because it was his name just spelled a different way. So <laughs> that's that's a good point. We, we do have to consider that possibility. I will say I hope not. One of the yeah. One of the twenty twenty two disappointments for me is that Nick Madrigal has been awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Hurt and awful. I mean, yes, hurt, obviously, but when he has played, it's like 
okay, I, I realize he had a specific skill set and maybe he was overdrafted mm-hmm. and we can have that conversation separately, but like you can't be a major league baseball player if you can't hit the ball out of the infield, right. like period end. And he could not hit the ball out of the infield. And I'm watching this going, whether or not you believe Hoyer was the centerpiece of that return or you believe it was magical, there would be people I think that would argue with that. It's like he, that, that is a, a miss because <laughs> if he is that bad, then he obviously can't be part of your future. And then, like, when you make mistakes like that, that's why you have to go sign a player for $300 million, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, when those, when those returns don't come to fruition, then you have to spend the money, and the market dictates that you're going to overspend for somebody. So if, it's, if it means that you're going to go sign Carlos Correa, you're going to sign Trey Turner, you're going to sign one of these guys in the offseason, great. They're great players. I'm not saying – I wouldn't have a problem with any of that. But it would be nice – in a return on a trade to get a guy that maybe isn't those players' caliber, but is somebody that you could feel comfortable with being on your everyday roster and being in your everyday lineup, and when they give you nothing, then you have to go fix the problem with money. I still trust he's going to hit. The Sox guys tell us he's going to hit. They tell like, us like he's Jose terrible Quintana at is going to return to his form that he was on the Sox, right? I mean, oh, well, I, that's I, a... He's Ooh, been yeah, killing it true. for the Pirates this year. Don't get me started. Yeah, me, and, me and Luke talked about it <laughs> earlier, but it's like he's also, you know, he had that the hamstring tear last year. In the year and change since, he's played 31 games. Hasn't really been healthy for most of it. Besides, you know, he had to step back again, but yesterday left the game early. It's like he's 25, doesn't turn 26 till March. You know, Cody Hoyer does, just turned 26, and he has, he, I mean, he had Tommy John earlier this year. It's like, I think we're only a year into it. It's not like Craig Kimbrell's been like crazy. Good. I don't think that it's like. What were you going to do with him anyway? I guess you maybe could have got a better return, maybe. Yeah, if you got but a better I'm not return, so sure about that. But we don't know even know what the potential returns out there were. Really, like, these are two guys the White Sox were really high on, and were already at the major league level. Like, I, I don't think that the trade the trade doesn't work out. The trade doesn't work out. But at the time, it's not. I don't. No, think I agree. It's like, at the time, it, it was fine. Also, yeah. I, this might be, you guys might be too young for this reference, but. I, to me, Nick Madrigal reminds me of Matt Merton. Like, if you were like when when I was a kid, I remember Matt Merton was like, I was like, this guy's in the major leagues, and he barely hits the ball to the outfield Matt, consistently. Yeah. Like, how does this happen? But then he wasn't wasn't he a home well, run king in Japan? To, in Japan, yeah, Japan. He was in major league baseball. He was the king of the yeah. like 112 foot single to left, and it was like, man, alive, like. You have to hit the ball hard, yeah. yeah. Especially now when we're all about exit velo, and we can immediately determine whether a guy hit the ball hard. And he's hitting the ball weekly, every time. I mean, yeah. it's it's like with Jay Hay. It's I mean, with Jay Hay, we're programmed. We know fastball inside, <laughs> jammed, ground out to second, rinse and repeat three times, game over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I don't need another one. No, right. I no, think that's true. that the Kimbrell trade, you can look at it. Yeah, they got major league talent. All young guys, all with a lot of control, and that's like that's where the value is. Like it's not like they're rentals, right? But yeah, magical, really not doing anything this year is honestly what to me hurts the most. Like I, I, I personally thought magical was the the highlighted piece coming in that trade because it's not like the Cubs have like a mainstay at second base. Last year they didn't have a mainstay at second base. You thought Nico would be that if they were to sign someone, but then they didn't. He's shown that he can play short just fine. Now you don't have a mainstay at second base. And, like, the thing with Magical that really annoys me is that even if he was hitting weak grounders, you if he had some speed, he'd beat some, beat some of them out. But he doesn't have the speed either. No. And he's not versatile enough to play all across the, the infield or anything. You're not going to play like a guy like that at the DH, like – it's like he's got to hit, and he's got to hit the way that we saw him hit with the White Sox. That was line drives, in the gaps, down the lines. He's got to do it on a consistent basis. If he's And, and he doesn't walk either, so you, that's why it's important for him to be a 300-er, unless he does change his approach to where he could walk more. At least, at least if he walked more, it would show more value. But history shows that he hasn't done that either. I, you know, I'm not out on him, and I think everyone thought that – you know, I know a lot of people who were out on him before he even played a, an <laughs> inning for the Cubs. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, how long do you, like, if when he comes back, like, how long do you wait until you realize that this guy just isn't getting it done? Like, at least he a season. 
Hap just You're proved on. to you that a guy can go down and work on things and true. turn his career around. That's like true, I'm man. not. That's true, but I, I do Plus, think, you don't though, have to look at the upside-down L flag every time some guy comes man. into the game. Like, well, what, yeah. what did you give up? But don't you think, though, and I, I agree with you guys develop, and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm completely closing the door. It's like 80% yeah. shut yeah. Nick Madrigal for me. Yeah. But I think that changing a batting approach is historically one of the hardest things yeah. to do in baseball. And yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it can't be done. And there are examples of guys in baseball history that have – taken to a new approach and learned how to become higher OBP guys because that's what gets rewarded in baseball today. But that's hard to do. And more often than not, I think the evidence is overwhelming that if you are not a guy that takes a lot of pitches and doesn't work walks and can't be a guy that is a high OBP guy, then you're just not going to be one, especially when you're 25 years old. It's one thing if you draft a guy who's 18 that you're going to try to develop that while they're in the minor leagues. I just don't see him two years from now being a 360, 370 OBP guy. And his best slugging percentage with the White Sox last year in 54 games was 425. Yeah. I mean, this year he was slugging 250 in 31 games, which is obviously like preposterously bad. And maybe it's somewhere in between, but that's that's just not going to cut it. Like you can't unless you're a guy that's going to hit 325 or some sort of like mm-hmm. number that's way beyond anyone else in the league, and he's going to have a 350 on base percentage. I suppose you could you could justify an extremely low slug, but like he's going to have to get a lot of hits to justify that slug, and I just don't know if he's going to be able to do it. You are a Madrigal hater. Uh, <laughs> hey, he did He did fly out to the warning track in his rehab assignment. That's right. what I've been told. So there, <laughs> See the power developing? It's there. It's, there. Oh, it's back. It's breaking there. news. He, he homered there. in yeah. spring training, I remember, too. I remember I the ho- homer in spring training. I was like, <laughs> hey, maybe he can do it. <laughs> right. I did, wait I did Simmons see Alex Cohen's tweet about no, that. I do I do agree with Luke, though. It's like, even if you're out on him, like there's also like it's – it's an exploring season. Like, get, like, let him get healthy. Yeah. Give oh, yeah. Him a I shot. mean, like, let like, him play. That's I mean, there's, yeah. Play definitely yeah. needs to play when he comes back. Play yeah. He has sure. to. He has to. Hey, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is download the points bet app. Use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get to those two risk free bets up to two grand, but if you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you get a free CHGO membership where you can read all of Ryan's great work, unlocks our web content, and you'll get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email points, but at all chgo.com. We'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up available in Illinois. Download the Points Bet app right now. Register your account start to finish. All from your phone. You're signing up with the fastest sports book. It's easier than ever. So what are you waiting for? Once your game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with Points Bet Gambling Problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. So uh, any other quick beefs, or should we move on to what's ahead here for the Cubs this week? Anybody um, got a real serious beef? I almost had beef with the with the rain that was supposed to come today. We got a softball game tonight, and I was. Oh, big ra- beef, I yeah. see the forecast this morning. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! You got to be kidding me! Another rain out on a, one of the few Mondays I get to actually play a softball game. It's gone away. Knock on wood. I I feel Cream like fingers it crossed. Might, it's gone away. So. As long as there isn't lightning, <laughs> I feel like you guys should play in the rain because you might be mutters. I got cleats. You could be mutters. We don't know. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. That's right. That See, was second dad joke by Jordan yeah. Burnfield. That was a, that was a Come pre-beef. On. Yeah. Seinfeld joke yeah. should be allowed at all times, no. right? But that was my pre-beef. That was yeah. my cow. So that was it, your that was your pre-cow. Yeah. Uh, Cubs Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> then forward the Mets. I simply call this audition time because there's three weeks left before the trade deadline. I can't say that. The Orioles are going to the playoffs, but they do look like a team that could be very, very competitive. They're looking like the 2014 Cubs, are they not? They do look pretty good. Like they're starting like on the, if they weren't, they're like on the yeah. fringe of 500 right yeah, now. Yeah, if they weren't in that eight, division, eight they'd, be, streak, right? yeah. they'd be a competitor in the Cubs division, no question oh, about yeah. that. They got talent on that team. I don't think that they're a fluke. I mean, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but like, right. they could come yeah. in here and throw the wrecking ball at the Cubs. That's oh, yeah. The way yeah. oh, yeah. And then four they with the Mets. seasons every once in a while. Four with the Mets, who you expect to be buyers at the trade deadline. Yeah. yeah. Who, so there's, a, there's the, rumors the, that they could be Wilson Contreras' new home. I'm going to say right. James McCann got hurt over the weekend mm. and Starling Mark Tager. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are the Hap odds Contreras of, for all of your prospects? What are the odds of Contreras and Hap both being on the Mets by uh, the weekend? Wait, why, <laughs> what? Has it ever happened? Like, I'm trying to think of a, like where a guy, like, mid-series just gets traded to the other team. <laughs> Like wasn't uh, it happened recently? Was, could you imagine uh, that the Cubs had it happen? 
I yes. The guy traded uh, sides of the field I'm at Wrigley Field and went to the Ooh. other clubhouse. Who when, was that? When was this? Oh, I mean, it was in my lifetime as a reporter. It was. It was recent. Astros and Mariners, but the Cubs had a player. I know this happened. It did. So, I, I know you're right. I can't think of who it was. I don't remember Lawrence being a great Graveman player, but the Cubs had a player literally go across. I don't know. I don't remember. Dug that out after the they renovated the clubhouse at Wrigley? Because no, no, I don't think so. From the beautiful one? I think it was, <laughs> think it was before. It's foggy enough in my mind that I'm going to say it was pre-2016. Maybe the chat will help us out. Maybe someone yeah. knows out there. But no, I, like that's, that oh, would be. That's going to bug me. That would be just like Wilson Contreras, you know, Cubs clubhouse. All of a sudden, the next day, he's coming in. He's, you know, going to the visitors' clubhouse. You know that Tony Andraki tweets my favorite. Like Jose Quintana took LSD going to the, going to the field and couldn't find the visitors' clubhouse or something yeah. like that. What, what time of year drive, did they get the Quintana? Way. Was it Quintana? That was seventeen. But seventeen, but it was mid. It was earlier. It was. They weren't facing yeah, the Sox. No. At that point. Although you know what would happen, right? They trade Contreras to the Mets. He hit like thirteen homers <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah. And then yeah. they'd leave town. Yeah. He would homer like every plate appearance. Cubs fans would just have their faces rubbed in the dirt for the whole weekend, and then they'd leave, and we'd all feel worse. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm like. I'm Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> but you know that that would happen. Would it not? Come yes. on. Yeah. That would be very Cub. Yeah. It's yes. different here. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's different. <laughs> cub, how do you want to Cub? It is different. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's important that some of these guys play well, especially against the Mets. Like I said, that's a team that's fires. Uh, obviously, to, if somebody's looking, they're watching all the games anyway. But if you can see a guy in person, mm-hmm. I, I think that has an impact. So you want me to spin zone for you? Luke? Yeah, spin it. Love so spin zone. I like, you know, we're obviously talking about the these guys on the market. But, like, what about some of these young guys who are playing well? Like, Brandon Hughes, I feel like, is on a nice little streak right now out of the bullpen. Yeah. Cubs have spent forever trying to find a left-handed reliever. Maybe he's the guy. He's been pretty good. Yeah, you're not saying – as auditions, no, no, you're no, saying, I'm just like, saying, like, hey, like, what, for the Cubs the, the, auditions, even for this week, like, we can look, we can keep paying attention to like what he's been uh, like for him or Morell. He had the homer off of Gonsolin the other day. Like, that's that. I mean, some people are in, some people are out on, or not out, but just not believers yet. Like, I'm pretty much in, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy me a Keegan Thompson jersey eventually. Whoa. Like, like it, like there's there are things to pay attention to outside of. Guys are going to move, but, you know. By the way, whenever you mention Brandon Hughes now, I just think of his name in Pat Hughes' voice. (laughs) (laughs) I just think Brandon Hughes is in from the bullpen. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. White, blue pinstripes. (laughs) White trousers, blue socks and blue shoes. Solid forearm. (laughs) (laughs) He is my cousin. No, he's not. My nephew. Yeah, Morell, I I think I'm with you on Morell, though. I mean, I think Morell has Javi in him. Yeah. Where he's going to be a guy that's going to go through great stretches and also through stretches where he struggles because he's not the most disciplined hitter. So I think you're going to see that. But, you know, it's. I would easy say he to, has better discipline than Javi, though. He does. I agree. <laughs> and I also would say that he has some of that, like, this is the, like, the least sabermetric thought. Yeah. But it's sort of some of that it factor that Javi had where, like, mm-hmm. he rises to the occasion. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but. When Morell is at the plate in a clutch spot, you, f- you, feel you just better. feel like there's something happening there because certain guys can rise to that occasion and certain guys cannot. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that they're going to value when push comes to shove, but I think that you need some of that. And Javi yeah. was a guy that even if he was 0 for 17, if he Brought was up swag. in the eighth <laughs> inning when you needed a knock, yeah. he could get you that knock. Against Amir Garrett right, right before he got traded last That's year. right, yeah. yeah. No, so, I, yeah. I, and then I think what gives him – a lot of staying power morale is just how versatile he is defensively. He can play mm-hmm. like six positions at yes. an above average level. Like that's that's something that especially in today's game, positionless baseball, that's gonna be valued, right? Like so that he's young. He could play a lot of a lot, really good defensive really good defense in a lot of different areas. Even if the bat is streaky like Javi, I think that he has staying power on a team just based on what he's shown so far. Definitely. Sox uh, fans are going to hate Morell like they hate Javi and how they booed him over the weekend. Ah, uh, but he's he's he just so, he's on. too nice, he man. He on. fist bumps everyone. Like Chris Morell doesn't have like a, he's going to hug every player if he'll go up into the <laughs> yeah. stands. At but they'll still just hate hugging him. people. I just feel like he, like oh, yeah. Morell has less of the heel quality though. Yeah, like yeah. Baez is like Javi bought into like it. Keep coming this He loves being the heel. Yeah, Morell doesn't feel like he has a heel a heel personality. Fair. He's one of those guys I think everyone just like ah you can't hate him you can't hate Chris Morell. Oh, I, I guess. 
I think Christopher Moreau. Of the bright spots we've seen this season, and there have been bright spots. You started the podcast talking about that. Like you're looking at individual things. Morell's one, we said Keegan's one, Steele's one. Nico. Nico is probably the biggest. Like yeah. potentially. I mean, because we were talking about Madrigal in the in the preseason or even around spring training. Madrigal, Nico. Will one of them prove that they're an everyday player? And Nico's proven the everyday player thing. Yep. Forget that. Now he's the next guy you're talking about all-star level like now the next jump you want to see is nico horner all-star because i think that's in him i really do i think you know that is a very difficult position but he keeps playing like this i mean we're already putting him in the same sentence as tim anderson i'm not saying that's fair or not but like the war and other statistics are starting to tell you that's how well he's playing i agree with your point but wouldn't you say i i would say thompson is a bigger and more significant development. Maybe. It's not an everyday player, though. If you can find a guy that can play everyday shortstop and be as impactful as Nico and potentially still add power to that. No, I agree. But I heard yeah. the ju- I they heard haven't Sutcliffe. developed pitching no, in, this, I, in, in the last. They're one and, they're one and two. But like, yeah. Yeah. I heard Sutcliffe mention the Justin Turner comparison to the type of player that potentially Nico was. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a nice high ceiling. He's going to have to get, grow his hair a lot. Yeah. He is. Yeah. No, because yeah. he cut it a little bit now. That's true. He cut is. it now. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that like Keegan, as far as like, like stories, like him developing into this guy that we've talked about, yeah. is like you look at him or you see him, you see him on the schedule, and you're like, okay, I got to, you know, I got to watch this. I yeah. got to watch this game. <laughs> that that is just as big a story as Nico really developing into a guy that can be your everyday shortstop moving forward. Well, we've we've talked all about free agency and shortstops, Carlos Correa, all that, but like bar none, like. Nico Horner looks like a guy that could, you could trust as your everyday shortstop. And it's how you not, and like, these are the ways that you don't stink for longer, right? Like, if Keegan Thompson is good yeah. and Nico Horner is good, then it's less for the front office to have to add to this team right. next year. So, like, you can start to talk yourself into a competitive 2023 yeah. if you believe that those right. two guys are going to be key pieces for the future. And so, like we were, I mean, like we were saying at the beginning of this podcast, the rest of the season, like we're, we're used to rebuilding Cubs teams, right? Like this it shouldn't be new to us. These things are the things that matter. Like if we want to project, can they be good in 23 or is it going to be 24? Is it going to be 25? It's what pieces do you have for next year? Yeah. And if they trade Wilson Contreras, which I believe they're going to, they better hit on that trade because yeah. for better or worse, those guys are going to be on this team next year or the year after. And it's either going to be, man, Loved Wilson. Thank heavens they made this trade because these guys are awesome. Or it's this trade was terrible, and this is why they're going to be bad for the next yeah. five years. It right. better be a PCA return uh, a year in advance. Better right. be they better be getting a guy like PCA is this year as opposed to PCA well, last like a year. Level up, like right. Double a, that's least. what I'm saying. A yeah. level up. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, Michael Colada, you are made for our uh, What's Your Beef segment. <laughs> he oh, has yeah. a lot of beef. He's got a lot, a lot of beef. beef. He says, time to, when it's time to pay Nico, he'll be traded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to think it. about that, okay. brother. Um, yeah. Jordan, it's been fun. Thank you, Jordan guys. Jordan Burfield, WGN Radio. Can, can, uh, can, I, can yeah. I, there was a point he made earlier that, Hit it. that I just didn't get a chance to get, put my sense on. When you said that. You know why we're the Cubs are in this situation now because they couldn't develop anyone. I just want to add that, like after seventeen, it was like David Bodie, and that was basically yeah, it. would have been Eloy or Dylan Cease, but the Cubs they went all in in seventeen, and even though they didn't win at all, they went to NLCS and whatever. I'm not going to take that away from them, even though they probably didn't need to move both those guys, and that pay, that trade's going to forever give me a lot of pain. But again, that I. I, I feel like a lot of people just don't look at that enough. The fact that they weren't able to develop other guys in the system after Bryant, R- Bryant, Schwarber, yeah. Hap. Even, I mean, even it's Hap. Way took easier they did to develop Hap, rip, but it didn't happen until this year. Right, yeah. right. It's way easier to rip ownership and say that, oh, you're cheap and you don't spend money. And I'm not absolving the ownership. There's plenty of beefs that mm. I could have with them. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, if we're being objective about this, why are the Yankees good every year? It's not because they spend $400 million every offseason. It's because they keep developing top-level talent that Dodgers. they and can move or they can <laughs> and spend have on their team. Yeah. And spend. But the point is you spend when you have something to spend on. Yeah. And when you stink and then you try to spend the money and you don't have anything behind it, it 
most often results in very short-term gains and long-term pain. Look at 07 when the Cubs were trying to sell the team mm -hmm. from the Tribune ownership to the Ricketts, right? They signed all those guys because they wanted to inflate the value of the franchise so they could spin it off. And what happened? They went to the playoffs two years in a row, and then they were terrible. And then it took Theo Epstein literally coming in to blow up the entire franchise to turn it around, which was an eight-year plan. Yeah. So, that, like, that's why... Like, the Dodgers are great because they're constantly churning out, I don't know how they do this, they, churning out incredible talent and getting Freddie Freeman. Right. So when you can keep doing things, like, like I think for all the things I could fault the Ricketts for, if they had all this talent in the minor leagues and they were coming up and they could, and Jed went to them and was like, hey, we got four big-time prospects who are going to be on this team next year, and if you go let me sign... Name your player. Correa, this pitcher, that pitcher. We could win the World Series again. You don't think he would do that? Right. I think he would do that. I'd I make so much more money winning the World Series. Yeah. Yes. I just think that he looked at him and was like, oh, I don't think that this is worth paying for. Right. And I think we're learning that even though it gutted me to dump the core the way that they did because it seemed minor league at the time, it was probably the right thing to do. He said, we stinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Thanks to our guest, Jordan Burnfield. Cody Del Mendo on Twitter. What's the handle again? Cody underscore CHGO. You did it, Luke. Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. There you go. I'm at Luke Stuckmark. Jordan, 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 what's your again? Twitter? You Not, today, Not today. Just Jordan Burnfield on just Twitter, Jordan right? Burnfield. You heard tomorrow. I'm very Check creative. <laughs> we'll be here for the pregame show tomorrow. Cubs get ready to take on the Orioles. We'll have pre and post for you right here at CHGO. Take care, fly the W.